Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cloud Wars Live, the podcast where we're looking at the digital revolution and the impacts it's having on our personal lives, our professional lives, everywhere in between, and the pace at which these extraordinary changes are hitting us, again, both in the business sense and in the personal sense. And so much of this comes down to this notion of talent and the ways that uh, in this very um, different type of economy, right, that on the one hand, some companies are struggling to find the people they need, but the, the top performing companies are doing the same. This endless search for talent right now is deep. And we're very lucky here at Cloud Wars Live to have had uh, one of our favorite monthly guests, Pat Fitzgerald. Oh, heck, favorite. Uh, Pat <laughs> Fitzgerald is the founder of Career Av, and uh, he's on with us today. And Pat has brought a special guest to add some additional perspectives on what's going on. Pat, great to see you. Great to see you as always, Bob. Thank you for bringing us back. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Pat. And um, it looks like you've got uh, the one and only Todd P Todd uh, Pearson here with you. What yeah. are you guys going to get into? Well, and I'm really I'm really excited because I want to have an open conversation because Todd runs a very successful contingent search agency out of Canada. No, he does a ton of work all across the world, heavy North America, but he happens to be located in. Okay. And I think I think the topic is a really exciting topic for today, because I, as we all know, all of our customers, when, when I was in corporate, we all use agencies. We use retained and contingent. Mm -hmm. Todd functions strictly in the contingent space, and I'll let him explain that. But I think the as the market, as we talked, Bob, last time, and it was a great conversation last time around the market and the and the shift and you know the weakness looking into the financial, you know, uh, certainly space for the next quarter at least. You know, the economists are certainly continuing to raise certain concerns. Uh, I, I think it's really a relevant conversation today to bring Todd in because I think this is a, a an opportunity one to show the value of a very successful agency model, which Todd has, but also how the candidates and clients can benefit yeah. from actually engaging and building a partnership and a relationship with an agency, certainly like Todd. So so let me introduce Todd to you. And uh, Todd will will begin by, by actually, uh, so everyone's comfortable, uh, for you to describe exactly what contingent search is for the marketplace. Uh, happy to do that. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, both, Pat. Uh, really appreciate the uh, the invite. Really blessed and, uh, and frankly, very excited to, to be here today with you both. Contingency uh, in, in, I'll say in two sentences or less, heavy risk to the firm, the recruiting firm, lower risk on the client side. No dollars on the front end. All, all dollars, I'll say, uh, based on the result. So fee-based, paid by the client at the Correct. completion of the search. Correct. Correct. Excellent. Pat, before Excellent. Todd gets into this, Pat, just from your perspective, you said yeah. maybe this has been an overlooked asset for businesses as well as the person, candidate, looking for a new position. Why is that? Well, I think, again, in our world, and Todd will attest to this a little more as we get into the conversation, recruiting has evolved. Right? We're, we're going to talk about social recruiting. And so a lot of the agencies jump in in a busy marketplace like we've had over the last couple of years, but now the market is softening. you know, And they jump in and they, and they really are just a volume type of effort. Right. It's it's not about quality. It's about quantity. And in an up marketplace, there's plenty of people that can certainly make money that way. But what what 
I feel is really important to discuss today is that in the down market, it's these firms like Todd's that have a successful business model that really talk about the soft skills, the dynamics of the client, making sure that the candidates that these re agencies bring are actually a personal fit, a, 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 you know, a, a characteristic fit, a culture fit, a clock speed. And this is what agencies like Todd's do very well. So mm -hmm. what we're going to see, I believe, is like we did when I started my first agency in 1990, we're going to see the, the marketplace shift. We're going to see a lot of contingent agencies go away this year. And, and I think that's normal. That's just the normal attrition as we as we see the cycles of the economy, which we've always seen. But I think that's a huge benefit for those successful agencies like Todd has built, where they have this model that is more focused on active recruiting, not passive recruiting. And we talked about that in past, you know, conversations too. And so Todd will discuss, you know, really all of that as we get into this. But that makes for an agency like Todd's to be a huge asset to their clients, because then the clients know that they're going to be qualifying good quality candidates, not just throwing resumes at the right. wall. Right. And then for the candidates, which I think is even more important, and I think this is a weakness right now in the market. I don't think candidates recognize how important a good contingent agency is for them, because what they have to do is identify agencies that know their space very well, like Todd's does, and really build a partnership, because Todd will represent those people in specific openings that will really make sense, versus which we talked about several times before, Bob. Right now, LinkedIn is a is, and I I want to use this nicely because I we, LinkedIn is a, a huge asset, but because the market is so soft and there's so many people in the marketplace, the the postings on LinkedIn are more frustration than benefit. And so, what a lot of because of social recruiting, a lot of candidates think that they should be following LinkedIn when in actuality they shouldn't. They should actually be engaging with people like Todd and his team. Todd has a team of, I don't know, several, you know, uh, probably a dozen recruiters that are in very specific industries. And those candidates should actually then reach out to agencies like Todd's with a level of success to build a relationship to know that that that, that their specific marketplace is covered with an agency. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Great perspective. Yes. Sorry yeah. for going on too long. Not Todd, if you would give us for your side, I'd love for you to kind of, you know, talk about your model in today's marketplace. Because I think to me, that's very important. Uh, I'd love to, Pat. Uh, Bob, you know, we've seen a, a real evolution uh, relative to the contingency world, as Pat was saying a moment ago. Uh, it went from send me 10 candidates, 15 candidates to review, all go as far back as six, seven years ago, pre-COVID. Post-COVID, we've come to a realization, I'll say, where we play in that higher end uh, of uh, software engineering, architecture, sales, pre-sales, value engineering, and leadership, that clients don't want to see 10 resumes. They don't want to see 10 candidates. They want to see content. They want to see strong evaluation. They want to see some historical. There's a relationship tied into the leadership. Uh, HR's position nine times out of nine and a half, gents, is do you know this firm? Because this is a X dollar invoice. And when we focus at the higher end of the, of the world, uh, we try not to pull in roles less than $100,000 base salary, US or Canadian. Um, those fees can become uh, expansive and expensive 
And it's all about the value proposition at that point in the history. And, and, and I'm going to speak to uh, that quite often throughout our chat today. Uh, what that means um, when 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 candidates and clients alike come to market or look to market at a third party uh, vendor like my company, like Access Solutions Group, to help support the requirement. Because more often than not, they've made an attempt uh, already uh, and, and really tried to look at the market and, and reviewed 250 resumes. Uh, 175 of them, not even close. Someone just sitting on their phone pushing apply, apply, apply all day uh, to those 50 or 60 that maybe one or two might fit, but no one's looking at a 150, 200, $250,000 base salary role and saying, let's only interview two people. Right. And that's really where, where we've um, applied our skill and had, our, had the most success. Yep. And Todd, if you could, and I'll, and I'll elaborate a little bit too, but um, explain the way that the demand changes in a down market for your business, because I, I think this is essential to what the conversation you know, should be today. We're being brought in at uh, what I'll call the, the desperate moment. We I had a call this morning with um, someone I've known for many, many years back to JDA software. Pat, you probably remember them and Bob mm -hmm. uh, acquired by Blue Yonder. He left, started a great company. And he, he's taken four months to try and find a VP in North American sales, and he's fed up. And at the end of the day, it became, what is this costing us to not have this person in this chair? Uh, our deal sizes are shrinking. Our AEs are making fast deals, non-value-added deals to get the revenue in, which is important in a, in a downward economy. Um, that said, it's uh, we get brought in, and then it becomes, hurry up. I, I wasn't off the phone and they were sending me specs and when they want to interview schedule next week, and I don't have a candidate yet. So, so there's a real sense of, oops, I waited too long. If, if that's, if that's something anyone wants to write down. And, and Bob, one of the things that Todd's agency does really well, and I think this is a really important topic is, so when you look at the down market, like we have today and so many people, there's so many layoffs and so many rifts going on. And so the market's flooded with talent. And many of it's really good talent, right? But here's the problem. those th That talent will actually really rely heavily on social recruiting models and or LinkedIn. And so the problem is those clients, like Todd just described, I have a, 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 maybe a coordinator that's looking at all of those resumes, hundreds. And you, you, you look at AWS or Microsoft, the big companies, maybe thousands a day versus the hiring manager and the HR and the T the, the recruiter, the internal recruiter that is engaged Todd and his firm. So so you have two different lines where the candidates are, are actually being submitted, right? The the social media recruiting type of model goes into a, a, a an applicant database and and then there's a you know maybe a junior recruiter or coordinator that's looking through them versus hiring, bringing a company like Todd in and actually having Todd know what the soft skills are, the scale, the, 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 the personality characteristics of the candidates. And those mm -hmm. candidates get viewed immediately. They actually go in a, they, they still go through the ATS, but they go directly to the hiring manager or to the, the town, the specific internal recruiter that's supporting that hiring manager. So engaging for the candidate, a, an agency like Todd's does have a huge benefit for their presentation. And what happens is in today's market, and Todd just alluded to it, is a lot of candidates, they get nervous and they, they just apply, apply, apply to hundreds of openings and companies start to think that maybe there's something wrong with them because they've applied too much. 
Yeah. This is where this agency and this down economy, internal agencies or, or contingent work, you know, we're not talking contingent workforce. We're yeah. talking full-time placement, contingent fee-based agency. Gotcha. And, yeah. and this is where agencies like Todd has built a successful model. Uh, Pat and Todd, uh, Todd, particularly, if I could, uh, let me see if I can play this back to you from a, a non-expert in the field. So part of what I'm hearing is, uh, I don't mean to paint with an overly broad brush, but um, if you're in the traditional model, right, where somebody's on a retainer, every month, you know, there, there might be a sense of, hey, we're getting paid by the client, we have to show some results, and the results can be activity, I got to send 5, 10, 15, 50 names, you know, whatever the appropriate number is. Right. Some of those could be great, some not so great. I think, Todd, like you were saying, you know, and more and more from the hiring side, they don't want to see uh, like, okay, you sent, the, you hit the SLA and you sent us 50 names, only three of them are of interest. You go to the other direction and what in your model, right, the contingent recruiting, Todd, is um, I only get paid with great results for delivering great candidates over here. So if I'm a candidate, I'm also thinking, okay, do I want to jump in the hopper here, you know, with dozens, hundreds, thousands of other people, or do I want to try to get somebody who is going to have a particular motivation to help align me with the right sort of opportunity and align the right companies outside with my skill set? Um, I, I think the explanation is sound. I, I'm, I'm going to Push back a little, if I may. The traditional model, in my opinion, has been contingency. The issue with contingency at a starting point was there are three or four firms involved in a single search, and you're going to get a multitude of resumes, unqualified in most cases, to fill a quote-unquote pipeline. And it's up to the hiring manager and or HR, as Pat was saying, or even a coordinator to screen through those resumes, send up three or four to the manager. The manager doesn't like any any of them. That puts a four to six to sometimes eight week in, in, in the big leagues is, is where Pat and I have spent a lot of time in terms of trying to get managers lined up to interview folks. That's a half a quarter of revenue opportunity if you're in the case of a sales opportunity or a sales opening, gone. Never mind ramp up time cost. So where where we have been most effective uh, and where I, I'll say a significant majority of the time when I have a new introduction, because most of our business comes via introduction and, and folks who know, uh, and Pat would know this, because you know, he's been kind enough to introduce me to a few folks. Um, I send them to my LinkedIn profile and I say, go right to the recommendation. All the fluff is great. Everyone has it but there's a hundred and something recommendations there. And I switch them in and out quite often because I have a bit of a bank of them, but I keep it at a hundred and I keep them coming from 06 till today uh, when I jumped on LinkedIn. And what companies and candidates, again, in, in my humble opinion, look for is consistency. Mm -hmm. Consistency in how you work with the candidate, consistency in, in your expertise, how effective you are at supporting them, I'll say the, the non-miss rate, i.e. we know the environment that we're sending you into. Not only do we understand the environment, we know the leadership. Mm -hmm. We know the stability of the leadership. We know the financial capacity of the company. We know the technology. We, we can tell you about success of other folks that have been there for, for extended periods of time and how they 
developed opportunity career and 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 uh, significant income numbers uh, over their time there. And and that, in my opinion, it, or those those are difference makers. Uh, when we're talking to folks that were referred to either on a client side or a candidate side, because it's very rare. And when you talk about, um, for us, it's uh, 21 years uh, I've been doing this, uh, built and sold two companies previous to this one. It's it's all about the network and and, and how heavy you are in it and how involved you are in it and, and how much that network believes in you. You know, the better call Saul moment uh, comes more often than not. Yeah. What Todd is describing, Bob, is that earned opportunity to be a consultant to a client. Mm-hmm. A lot of contingent agencies don't don't understand how to earn that. Todd has a successful model where he and his team actually earn that trust where they get in engaged. And they're not just submitting candidates willy-nilly against a wreck. Mm-hmm. They're submitting mm-hmm. candidates against soft skills because they know the manager, the management style, the culture, the clock speed, the dynamics that that Todd's team has earned. And that's what differentiates agencies. And I think, you know, in today's marketplace, because the market is so busy and has been, you know, there's a lot out there that just don't get that. So that's a a little bit of the old school model, which Todd has certainly earned. Uh, Todd, um, if you would, um, could you, could you describe to me, you know, um, how you, um, really want to go about connecting with good candidates? How, how do you drive that piece of that of that side of your business? Well, I, I have a, a very, we have, I shouldn't say I, my wife and I, we have a really well-oiled machine. We have good senior people. Um, a majority of them have been with us a long time. They understand the metric component of contingency recruiting. It's not about sending 10 resumes. It's about identifying and building and I, you know, like a good cultured relationship. And I don't mean culture and from a corporate perspective, I mean really understanding who the candidate is. I don't mean, you know, your best friends forever or anything along those lines, but just trying to get a snapshot of who that candidate is. Uh, a question I learned many years ago from uh, someone you and I, Pat, know quite well, Paul Cario. When he interviewed people, he would say, tell me about yourself. And he would take the resume physically in front of them and turn it upside down because he wouldn't want them to read the resume in terms of a tell me about you conversation because it's about you, the individual, because ultimately, I believe we're we're putting a strong, a, a successful candidate breeds success, not only for themselves, but the people around them. And when we talk about folks making 100, 200, 300, 400, $500,000 a year, which is where we've been for many, many, many years, it's incumbent upon your partner to deliver that level of candidate. Because the leadership in most cases is standing up for that X dollar fee, because it's generally not HR who says, oh, let's go spend 20, 30, $40,000 and bring in a third party when they have a handful of recruiters kind of sitting there in the back room running through all those resumes that that we just um, that we just t- touched on coming from the, the, the post and pray phenomena, if you will. Mm-hmm. But that differentiates. And then to me, this is the big advantage where Todd's team really becomes even a greater asset in a down economy. Every company that we, Todd and I talk to, all of our clients that have done any sort of you know recent riff are still hiring. Yeah. And the hiring that they're doing is critical. Right. These are essential positions 
you know, in a down economy where they have to have these positions. And so this is where an engagement model like Todd is built, really where it's, you know, moral partnership, you know, that really becomes the huge advantage because social recruiting has created such a, a, a weak scenario in our space that the internal recruiting function you know, really doesn't have the calibration skills, or in some cases don't, many, some do, but mm-hmm. in most cases don't have that calibration skills where they're actually understanding what the profile looks like, not against the job description, but against the scale. Okay. And so this is where Todd's engagement, frankly, is, you know, a huge advantage. And Todd, if you would um, kind of share a little bit on how you feel right now, this marketplace is actually a benefit for, you know, for your market. Uh, I'm happy to do that. And I'll just add to your point there, Pat, if I may. We've, uh, looking over here on, on screen left, uh, 100 recs on there. I'll say 98 of them, the clients have told us, don't post the role. Right. Don't want it. We can do that ourselves. You go find, you go do what you do, Todd, but we'll manage, we'll manage the social stuff. Uh-huh. And it's it's a bit of a smirk that comes across the face of, of a guy like me because I can because I'm old and I'm wise on a couple of days a week. But uh, it's that's the difference maker because I can challenge the client at that point and the candidate to say, separate yourself from all of those other folks. Yeah. And it's not going to be your resume. It's going to be telling me about your success with, I'll say, full comprehension level, right? It's that guy who doesn't need to guy girl. Uh, who doesn't need to look at their resume to talk about their history and talk about their success and talk about their capacity to build strong, long-standing relationships in great organizations as a seller, as a, as a technology individual, and or as a client, uh, and how they built relationships with their customers. Uh, and that's the kind of business that I believe um, is out there right now, where for, I'll say, firms like ours, not like there's many of them, um, differentiate yourself to a point of galvanization because you're just one of a few. And I don't use words like streamline because there's no such thing. Uh, in, again, in, in my world, it's about good, strong activity on the front end. If you're focused, differentiating yourself with the level of quality at the midpoint and the preparation that you put in with the candidate through the process that makes your success rate go from 20%, which is industry average, uh, uh, to for us, we're at about a 60% close rate. I, I don't know if I completely answered your question, Pat. It, it, you did. No, you got it. You got it exactly right. And, and I think, you know, that's the key. And Bob, you know this. We talk about this often. Any agency, any good recruiter is only as good as their last placement. 60% fill rate plus is a market, you know, is, a, is way above market. And that's, you know, and, and especially in a down economy, that fill rate dr- drops dramatically for most agencies. So that's what differentiates a good, strong agency like Todd's with a with a business plan that really does mix technology and the old school relationships. Yeah. Hey, um, Pat, could I ask one quick question? Yeah. I, I just wanted to, you know, Todd, if you talk a little bit about that thing of, Pat, you introduced the subject of trust. And I think sometimes to get the trust, it's... Uh, you know, rather than say recognition and is the the basic thing. Yeah, we know each other, but then how do you get it up to we trust each other? I think a big part of that is candidly, but constructively pushing back and telling the other person that's not the right way to do this. And I think Todd, you alluded to that. And um, 
in times like this, right, when companies, as you, you guys have said, might be letting some people go over here, but they're adding some over here. And, you know, especially in sales organization or sales engineers, you know, clock, you hear that tick, 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 and every tick, 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 dollars are going down the toilet. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure on companies these days. And then they're thinking, oh, geez, this position I'm creating here, is this going to be wiped out by Gen AI? Or how is it going to be changed? And what are we going to need? So, um, I could see why if uh, a hiring organization might come back to you and say, here's our idea, poke holes in it, let's work together to make sure that we're giving you the tools to find the right person for this very important position. We have a client right now, uh, gents, that 50% of their revenue is driven by the solution architecture team. Mm -hmm. Wow because their current customer base in the mid-market is so wide, they they pay their solution architects phenomenal dollars. But these are skilled folks with strong comm skills, strong technical skills, great business acumen, almost at the value engineer, value advisory level, Pat, which again, yep. you and I are very familiar with from our from our past. But it, it begins, that's your differentiation because as soon as you start to bring in sales guys alongside those VEs, all of a sudden, that salesperson is speaking a completely different language than I'll say day one when they walked in there, when they were pure sales, pure process, pure metric, pure sales process driven to now a, a, an acumen based sales solution. And, and it, it completely differentiates Access Solutions Group as a firm to go to because other leaders in those organizations look at those folks and say, where did that person come from? <laughs> That's not our normal hire. Yeah. And that though, in, again, in, in my humble opinion, guys, that is where the, the expansion of trust happens. Because in, in most cases, when you've been around as long as, as Pat, I mean, myself, um, you, you get, you earn that and people know who you are and it's like, you know what? Yeah. Let's let's give thought a call. Let's let's give them a shot. Let's let's open the door on this one. But it's when you start to work through organizations, much like I had the the was super blessed so for so many years with SAP and, and Pat's team there. It it was one placement, Gary Erickson, who's still there to this day, 22 years later, Pat. Placement number one turned into almost 400 21 years later. Uh, and and that's not because Todd's the super best recruiter on the planet or knows how to bring in the best teams. It's we just made our way through the organizations as another old boss of mine, Ross Wainwright used to say to me, go get wide. Once you're in, get wide. And that's where the real trust comes from because invariably, and, and Pat will probably be the first guy to attest to this. I'm Irish and I push back and sometimes that doesn't go over so well. <laughs> However, <laughs> in time, you know, there is uh, this resolute need to be effective in your sourcing and your hiring. And if you bring in the right firm, there are the whispers in those halls, like where'd that guy come from? Who brought that candidate in? And that's where uh, we, my team and I have always excelled. Yeah, uh, breaking the window, if you will, I hate to say glass ceiling, breaking that window of what, what can we do different? And that's where that software sales history that I, uh, that I brought into my recruiting uh, world uh, became, um, I'll say, a prevalent factor, an evident factor uh, in terms of how we managed uh, not only our recruiting process, 
but our, our selling cycles. And it's and it's made uh, the world a difference. Like I said, very, very blessed, very grateful uh, to this day. And, you know, I still still get emails from people that I played 15 years ago and saying, hey, I'm looking. Can you give me a call? Right. Which yeah. uh, I, I don't think anything. Uh, I, I, if I'm proud of nothing that's, that's out of my children and my wife, it's it, it's those types of emails that, that drop in my LinkedIn. Right. That well, that placement he made 15 years ago, and now they're the hiring manager, and the first person they think of is Todd. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, or, or to, wind, to wind this down, two things I want to say. One is we're going to see a lot of recruiters in today's marketplace find themselves looking for a new opportunity. If those recruiters are hearing this podcast, look towards agencies that are actually very functional like Todd's. There are mm-hmm. others out there. There are plenty of good ones out there, but there are a lot of terrible ones. Look for the ones that are actually really uh, well-respected and have a true business model around engaging in partnership with their clients. That's one. Uh, Two, for the clients, these are the times where you just don't, Todd said it nicely, you don't have the luxury of wasting time. So, you know, look for those agencies, be very selective on the agencies that you actually choose and know whether or not they actually have, you know, that, that, uh, the culture scale dynamic that certainly these select firms do. Uh, Lastly, Todd, if you would, um, would you describe access as far as the marketplace, you know, the, uh, the, the numbers of recruiters or the marketplace that you guys cover that would, I think be helpful for a lot of people. Yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, If I were to again, screen, right. And I I had a hundred, I think there's right around that number, but if I had 150 of those roles would be front end, 50 would be back end. When I say front end, I mean customer facing on the revenue direct or revenue support side, sales, sales leadership, free sales, value advisory uh, on the, and I'll say program leadership because there is a lot of revenue attached to the program leadership side. On the technical side, project leaders, project managers, Solution architects, solution engineers. We don't get into the web dev stuff very often unless there's a significant number. We had one client just say, I need 10 of them. Lower base, but 10 exclusive, we'll do it. And again, another referral from 10 plus years ago. And I bumped into, uh, his name's Kirk. I bumped into him at a golf course and he said, I'm going to call you on Monday, 9.30 Monday morning. I got any 10 of these. So, uh, Again, that is where we play from a technology perspective. Um, pure tech, not a lot of, uh, we don't do a lot of HR or payroll or HR roles. Um, it's just not our sweet spot. We've last uh, nine months, about 70 to 75% US fill, about 20% Canadian, and we've done a handful of roles in Western Europe and the UK and to, to one particular client in, in Europe, but they're global. Excellent. So that's us in a, in a nutshell with, uh, with a team of 10 recruiters, VP of marketing, Carlos Morales, uh, my wife Colette is our CFO and, and my boss 51% of the time. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, little, little old me wheel in hand. I think. Uh, uh, just please, could you share your uh, website or how people could contact you? Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, there are two um, best practices, uh, www.accessolutionsgroup.com 
A-X-I-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S group.com. Uh, my email, tmp at Access Solutions Group, or Carlos Morales, our VP uh, Customer Experience and Marketing, uh, CDM at Access Solutions Group are the two most effective ways of reaching out to us directly. Certainly on LinkedIn, um, I know that Carlos uh, spends a lot of time managing the numbers of tools in our outreach, uh, and as we continue to grow, potentially acquire a company in the next 30 days. Uh, we could become a lot more uh, prevalent in the social world, but uh, but that's way outside my favorite. Right. Yeah. Right. Patrick, what do you think? Your 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 final thought here? I, I think this is the time where, first of all, we're going to see a clearing out of you know the 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 agency space. Um, and I do think that those good recruiters and good clients need to really understand and focus in on firms like like Todd's. Um, we certainly do the same. As Todd knows, we do a little bit of the same work. We we share some you know some partner engagements. Um, we do predominantly retained with retained fees where they're executive level. Todd will delve in the executive side, but most of his is the individual contributor through first line, second line managers sort of thing. And their fee is basically is contingent based. Um, But I think today's marketplace is going to continue to shake out. Those of you that are good recruiters, look towards Todd. Those of you that are really good clients that have needs that actually need to get filled with talent, not just bodies in the job, look to agencies like Todd's. And I think that's the most important, you know, perspective of today's market. Well, Todd, Pat, thank you. This has been, I think, uh, it, and it, great conversation probably at any time in this particular market. I think there's particular value in it, whether you're the job candidate, uh, whether you're the hiring company or, you know, in the business here uh, of some way. So you've given everybody a lot to think about in these crazy times um, I noticed neither of you mentioned uh, Gen AI or generative AI. This might be the only conversation I've had in the last year that didn't. So thank you for that. I think that was uh, refreshing. Um, <laughs> I, I tried to poke it a little, but you two are both too wise to to have taken that up. So that's good. Um, Todd, Pat, thanks so much for being with us here. Thank you. Thank you, Bob, for always the opportunity for us to discuss. I think these topics are really important as the market continues to evolve. Todd, thank you for uh, the wisdom you provide. Thanks so much. Really appreciate the opportunity. Great. Gentlemen, thanks. And folks, thanks to all of you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live special. A little discussion here today having to do with talent and the the virtues of, uh, you know, what can happen here with the different sort of contingent model for a hiring agency, Todd Pearson from Access Solutions and our regular good monthly friend, Pat Fitzgerald from CareerAv. We'll see you next time.